Welcome to the Market Maker Podcast, hosted by me, Anthony Chung, where every Friday I talk to a member of the team about what happened in markets this week. From macro themes and single stock news to cryptocurrencies and careers in finance, our aim is simple, to make finance interesting and easy to understand for everyone. So let's get to it. Hello and welcome to The Trading Floor, where you're joining just me this week. Piers and Stephen are otherwise engaged with lots of different things going on here at Amplify Me. So I'm just going to dive in and get you up to speed on everything that you need to know that's been happening in markets this week. Starting off with still a couple of hours to run until the close on Wall Street, but it looks like global stocks are headed for their best week in more than two months. So despite some of the kind of bearish calls that this market is overbought at this moment and continues to soldier higher. It's been pretty relentless, in fact. And this, even despite a momentary dip, as we'll discuss in a moment, following the FOMC, the US Central Bank's decision. Why the bull market? Well, it's kind of really two driving factors. One, uh, the Fed and the signs that US interest rates are near a, near a peak. I mean, the Fed ultimately were quite hawkish, but we have seen a progression now in policy. They're pausing albeit it might not be a pause for long, as we'll discuss shortly. And then the second point, China's efforts to boost economic stimulus. Now, on that point, expectations are growing that China's government will boost spending on infrastructure as part of a broader stimulus push. This comes after the central bank cut interest rates this week for the first time in 10 months. Economists now are predicting more easing for the rest of the year. And to flesh that out, China's state council, you know, who are they? Well, their job is to coordinate government ministries. They said on Friday today that the country needs, quote, more forceful policies to support the economy. The government is said to be studying new measures that will be adopted in a, quote, timely manner. And that was citing state media albeit they didn't give any precise timeline or details beyond that. But remember, markets are forward-looking. The Chinese economy has been slowing. That has brought about a lot of concerns then from the the global demand picture on the macro side. And so the fact that now China have cut rates, first time nearly a year, they're being uh, much more kind of vocal now about additional stimulus to come, and evidently the equity markets liking that. So let's just jump in then and talk a little bit about the Fed. Then we'll talk ECB and the Bank of Japan, and then a couple of things to look out for in the following week ahead in global markets. So starting with the Fed, they held rates as expected. Jerome Powell said that nearly all Fed officials expect it will be appropriate to raise interest rates, quote, somewhat further in 2023 to bring down inflation. So they paused. That was very much as expected. However, they were giving the hint that more rate rises are to come in the future. They said inflation pressures continue to run high and the process of getting inflation back to 2% has a long way to go, he said in the press conference. Importantly, the Federal Reserve predicted that it would boost interest rates to 5.6% before this year is over. And that was according to the latest dot plot projections. So essentially, these are the latest economic kind of outlook that they've calculated that they issue in every other alternative meeting. What does that actually mean? It means then that adds up on their outlook for what they see interest rates ending of this year to two more rate hikes is what the Fed are telling us. Um, And that would be if they were to move in the quarter point increments, which is 
the most likely at this point in time. So markets initially dipped on this. All sounds very hawkish, of course. However, they did recover. And as I said, they've continued as global indices to push high, including led by really the US. Uh, Powell noted the central bank would consider the cumulative impact of hikes at future meetings. So to quote the Fed chair, and perhaps to wrap up the Fed situation, he said, don't call the June pause a skip, i.e. they're just skipping over um, the hike situation. July's meeting will be live. So yeah, in summary, I think, look, Fed policy has moved on. They've paused first time in a long time. More hikes will come. It's just a matter of now of incoming inbound data and how does the economy evolve as to whether or not the projections they put out this time will still be relevant when they next issue them in three months' time. History would say probably not because things will happen between now and then. All right, moving on. ECB, they hike rates. So they're still hiking, remember? They were very late to the game, of course, behind the Fed to really pull the trigger and start hiking. So they're still going. And they described a further hike in July as, quote, very likely. So despite the recent cooling we've had in inflation, the ECB actually raised its headline and core expectations for this year and next year. It now expects headline inflation at 5.4% this year and then to 3% in 2024 and not going down towards 2.2% until 2025. So once more, the president, Christine Lagarde, said, are we done? Have we finished the journey? No, we're not at that destination, she said. So that's pretty much as definitive as it gets. And that's pointing to at least one more potential rate hike in July and subsequent ones likely to come thereafter. So market, not really surprised by that too much. But remember, cable, sterling dollar and euro have had a pretty good innings as well this week, coming off the fact that their rate cycles, the Bank of England's will discuss for next week, they're definitely still hiking as of the ECB whereas the Fed are kind of slowly cooling off at this point on that rate hike cycle. So that's both positive directional bias for euro dollar and cable. And then over in Japan, the Bank of Japan came out, continued to somewhat defy global central bank trends. They kept with stimulus uh, as they wait for more signs of sustainable inflation. Uh, the yen fell after the widely expected outcome, though paired some losses after the governor didn't clearly rule out the possibility of changes to come in July at his press conference. Um, with the consensus is that monetary policy, um, Japan is here to stay for a while, yet speculation is rumbling on that the BOJ may choose its next meeting in July to tweak its control of, of yields. It's kind of the next phase or evolution, if you like, of moving away from ultra-loose policy. Uh, many economists are flagging that the central bank's inflation forecast for this fiscal year is too low and needs bumping up when the BOJ releases its own quarterly projections in July. So kind of like I described with the Fed, uh, the next one for the BOJ is July, and that's likely then, or could well, according to most analysts, provide the reason for any policy tweaks to coincide with um, any changes we might have on yield curve control. That, that kind of makes sense in terms of how central banks tend to operate. So they give you more information, visibility, whilst they're making a policy tweak so that you're trying to uh, give rationale and clarity, transparency to the market to instill confidence, essentially. Uh, to give you an idea, Goldman Sachs, the US investment bank, 
Uh, they this week raised its price outlook, this is in Japan, to 2.8% for this fiscal year, widening a gap with the Bank of Japan's 1.8 estimate. So Goldman's now sitting a full one percentage point above that. And a lot of other economists thinking similar that the BOJ are going to have to revise up as what we saw with the ECB this week, their inflation outlook. Quick then to wrap up, look ahead to next week. Really two things uh, we'll be looking at. For one, in the Eurozone, we'll get the first sense of how the month of June is shaping up in terms of economic activity as the PMI, the flash PMI data and consumer confidence data is released. Uh, The former is coming out on Friday, so you're going to have to wait to the end of the week for that. And then the other big one is, of course, the Bank of England. And after some unwelcome inflation and wage data, markets now expect the Bank of England to take rates close to 6% over the coming months. Uh, To give you an idea then, from where we're at at the moment in interest rates, that would equate to almost six additional rate hikes. So why has cable just been on fire, sterling dollar this week? quite simple, really, when you're looking at that rate differential, we're looking at you know, a pause and potentially two more hikes from the Fed, we're looking at potentially six from the Bank of England, to put it in context. Personally, I think that that six is far too aggressive. Um, you tend to see this kind of knee-jerk market kind of pricing function whenever we have like a data an unwelcome inflation wage-related surprise, markets tend to react quite forcefully, only then to kind of rein in those expectations. So, yeah, it looks a little punchy to me. Um, I guess the bigger question is, they're going to hike for sure, 25 basis points. The biggest question that I think traders will be looking out for, the BOE on Thursday next week, is whether or not the central bank offers up a pushback against those incredibly aggressive hawkish um, rate pricing that currently exists in markets. Uh, So that's the main thing I'll be looking for. All right, that is it. Hopefully that was useful. We'll be back as normal. Um, If you're new to listening to the show, we have a banking related uh, episode we drop every Wednesday, which is where I'm joined by our director of corporate finance and we talk all things deals. And then on a Friday, I'm typically joined with our co-founder peers where we talk about all things market so yeah remember to subscribe hit that bell icon for notifications when new episodes come out if you've not dropped us a review be massively appreciated and have yourself a wonderful weekend take care